With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, I'm Sai and welcome to H-Podcast Nation, the home of me, myself and I. This show is uh, completely unique. It's basically a question and answer show uh, where it's just me talking to you guys, heavily dependent on audience interaction, of course. Otherwise, it is just me ranting into a camera. But we are live on YouTube, Facebook and Twitter, as always. And of course, as you well know now, Ace Podcast Nation, you're home to many great shows and series featuring top guests, expert analysts and more. So please do give us a follow on social media. For more information, you can keep up to date with things there. Please do subscribe to the YouTube channel. Click the bell for notifications to get all our shows first. And, of course, if you prefer your audio podcasts, get it from the Sports Social Podcast Network, which we are now a part of, the UK's first dedicated sports podcast network. You can find all content produced by Ace Podcast Nation there. And, uh, of course, they do many Many different podcasts there, uh, including daily Premier League podcasts. It's uh, sport-social.co.uk. Check out all their stuff there. But most importantly, tell them we sent you. And also check out all the different shows that we produce on various subjects, including at 9 o'clock tonight, we have a new episode of Keeping It Real with Andrew Thompson dropping, talking the last couple of weeks of the wrestling world, which has been pretty mental, to say the least. But uh, yeah, check that out, 9 o'clock tonight. It's a pre-recorded episode, but it's uh, a very, very good one, as always, with that myself and Andrew. Uh, charity Super 6 update very quickly. Uh, this year we are supporting a charity, Super 6 Football Prediction League, raising money, money for two incredible charities, Maggie Centre, Mind Mental Health Charity. Uh, we had a high-scoring round this week. There was 23 people scoring 10 points or more. We also had a full house of ex-professional footballers making their predictions. Nobody forgot. Martin McHattie with a storming round. He'd score in a, a massive 19 points. And then you had uh, Donna Perry and Andy Lewis not far behind with 14 points apiece. I've heard that uh, Donna's a bit excited about getting her shout out. And rightly so. She deserves it. 14 points. What a week. But remember, it's a midweek round. And uh, the next deadline is tomorrow, 7.45. So get your predictions in before Tuesday's games start. Of course, there's loads of ex-footballers uh, taking part in this league. So you can test your footballing predictions against them, in, as well as myself and many others. There's 90 players, I think, in the group now. £540 prize pot and £800 for charity, which is what it's all about. Contact Will Melush for more information if you want to get involved it's not too late. Good stuff. Got no one to talk to, to take the breath away, so I've got to keep talking. But uh, let's have a look who's in the chat. 
in the chat. James Costley, Cade's there, Donna's there. Um, yes, Donna, it's on my list of things. I've got a few, few things on my mind this week. Could get into a bit of a ranty show. I'm going to be doing a sharp 45 minutes this evening. So we don't get into any trouble. But um, look, it's, uh, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I never do. I always tell the truth. Um, whenever you guys ask me questions, sometimes I talk about stuff I'm not supposed to talk about quite yet. But, you know, such is life. I tell you how I see the world. Um, and I won't lie to you. Uh, the last few weeks have been difficult. I am uh, I'm missing. I'm missing my buddy. Um, it's been very difficult without Andy. Um, simply because he's been a massive part of what I've been building with the channel. Uh, obviously, we've done well over like 150 episodes combined of different football podcasts. Plus, he's appeared on my other series. It's a massive part of bring not just as a on a personal level, a business level, everything which comes with it. It's been uh, he's been a massive influence on it, and you know, hopefully, it's not the end of that. But I found it difficult to adapt, shall we say? Um, even though, on the other hand. I absolutely love doing shows with Rodri. That's become like a real highlight of my week. I already loved doing the shows with Kev every couple of weeks. Unfortunately, Kev can't do them every week, which is a shame. But I think that also makes them special when they when they um, when they come around and stuff like that. And look, if worst case is, as I said before, if Andy can't come back for in any form, such as life, I have got. Um, a contingency plan but my ideal world would be to have the man back um but look he's doing great things including over the weekend an 120th minute winner for the middlesbrough lady go on that was uh, superb to see i spoke to him a bit earlier and he said he went absolutely crazy when that when the winner went in on the uh, 120 minutes mark which is uh, so good uh so it is what it is. Uh, Reese says, uh, what's up with Kev these days? I see he keeps posting stuff from building sites as he quit coaching and gone to a new job. So Kev does, um, obviously it's not for me to, to discuss really, but like he does coaching in the evenings, um, but he also has got a day job, he's got bills to pay, et cetera, et cetera, like the rest of us. So he's got to do what he's got to do. But um, he is still coaching, which is why he can't do shows on a weekly basis because of his coaching schedule uh donna says rodri is really good yeah rodri is exceptional um and you know look um i'm hoping even if uh if andy was to come back and say i want to do the monday and the friday shows i would still think i want to do the rodri show on a weekly basis because that's i enjoy it so much and because he's so good um and i think people enjoy that general football chat he has also got other commitments, so it's something which I'd have to discuss with him at the moment. It's just a sort of six-week thing, but we will see. I'm, I'd like to think that he's enjoying it. From what I can gather, he's enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. You guys seem to be enjoying it, so we'll keep doing it. Um, but kind of, yeah, just the last couple of weeks have been difficult. It's been a difficult adaption, I think, for me, because so much of my routine was Mondays, and the weekends getting ready for the monday show and then the friday shows and getting guests researching guests you know etc etc and that's been a big change in routine and um, and obviously i used to speak to, speak to him every day pretty much uh, generally about the podcast but speak to him every day that's changed a little bit as well so you know it is what it is we'll see how it all comes out in the wash um worst case scenario i have got some some big plans in place if the worst case best case still got big plans they'll just be even bigger um but on the kind of that note and me saying struggle obviously there was news that um craig bellamy's left his job in andelect and i wanted to mention this because it kind of fits in with something else which i want to say so first and foremost um there's uh there was a thing with so, Talk Sport, uh, Sky Sports, 
they all kind of had their say on Ronaldo, as as we all, everybody has had their say on Ronaldo in the build-up to the his debut, second debut. And um, Sky Sports, particularly Paul Merson, were kind of playing and down the impact that Ronaldo would have. And look, Paul Merson's got his opinion. Fantastic. But I saw so many people on social media saying things like, ah, oh, he's drinking again. Ah, oh, he's this and that. Really, like using his addiction and his mental health as a way to to have a go at him because of his football opinion. Look, if you want to say Paul Merson is a shit pundit, crack on. If you want to say he's talking absolute codswallop, crack on. If you want to say he doesn't know what he's talking about, whatever, couldn't give two hoots. But I think if you don't you don't need to use people's mental health or their issues to to mock them and to to have a go at them and over a football opinion. At the end of the day, who looks stupid? Paul Merson and the people on Talksport who said that you know he's 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 done. He's not going to have an impact. He's had an immediate impact all around. So it's a case of you know they look stupid. So you don't need to. People don't need to insult them and and use these things. And like I take it personally because. I've had issues with mental health. I've had issues with drinking. I've had issues with gambling. I don't, wouldn't appreciate it if people started using that as a stick to beat me with, even though it's something which I talk about quite openly. I think, I just think it's a low blow and it just really just looks you as a person, make makes you look stupid and makes you look like you've not got the capabilities and the knowledge to just like debate and uh, debate someone's opinion whether it's football or otherwise, it's stupid. Um, but Craig Bellamy then, in the follow-up to that weekend, and I was already a bit peeved by that, Craig Bellamy's left Andelect, where he was assistant manager to uh, Vincent Company, uh, to focus on his mental health. Um, he's spoken in the past quite openly about his his own battle with depression and things like that. And um, I just think, look, first and foremost, wish him well. Second of all, I hope that people know him personally. We'll give you know a good check on him, make sure he's all right and what's not. Just to check he's you know he's going all right. I'm sure it was difficult living out in Belgium. He's got a family. Not sure if they were out there with him or not. I wouldn't know. But if it was me and I was living in a different country, even though it's not too far away, still, still not like you can just see see your kids or see your wife you know, instantly. And I think that's that's very difficult. I think people under underestimate the impact that that can have on footballers, on sports people, on pair, uh, people generally. And I think just because you're in a shitload of money doesn't make that any easier. Um, obviously, it's Gary Speed's birthday recently as well. Probably was difficult time of year for him. And also, like, here's the thing. I saw this with the cricketers. People was... Uh, criticising some cricketers last week and the last couple of weeks. Like, some of those cricketers have been in a bubble for over a year. Like, those Indian cricketers have been in a bubble for, like, 13 or 14 months, away from their families, not allowed to mix with other people than other than their opponents. Like, that's brutal. Like, you think what lockdown was like. Imagine that, living in a hotel and, and things like that for that amount of time. Um doesn't matter if you get paid millions that's still hard yes of course they get paid a fortune and everything which comes with that but it doesn't make it any easier and i think um same for bellamy it doesn't matter how much money he's got if he's out in a different country to his parents then of, uh, to his family sorry then of course it's going to be difficult um i wish him well um Everyone who I've spoken to has said he's got a big future in coaching. Um, and the little that I've seen with the Cardiff Academy, the job he did there was pretty bloody good. So hopefully, you know, once he's uh, able to, you know, to get himself together and, and make sure he's healthy, he'll come back to coaching and, and maybe managing, you know, because I think potentially there's a, a future Cardiff City manager there. So we'll see how that, uh, comes out in the wash. Uh, let's have a look at some of these comments and questions. Uh, Lorna Evans, any news on Mark Hudson coming on the show? Um, so I've got to be honest, Lorna, with guests at the moment, 
and kind of a little bit on a pause because n- number one, I don't want to get a load of footballers on and then the AC footy show start up in four weeks time, three weeks time back up. And I've had a load of guests, which we could have had on there. Number two, uh, my story is coming back ne- probably from next month. Where I'm certainly going to start either recording if it's not live and get producing those. And then there's going to be a couple of footballers on that without naming any names. Um, but Mark Hudson is someone who I've considered and I'd like to get on in some form, whether it's a future live football show, whatever that may be, or a future My Story episode. But he is definitely someone I've got to, got an eye on. Um, and of course, uh, this coming Wednesday, we have an ex-card of City Footballer joining myself and Kev for a special after dark late night super Kevin scripted and for the first time we have a guest joining us in ex-England international Cardiff City striker Jay Bothroyd is joining us uh, I apologize for the time but it's something it's different it's unique after dark late night super Kevin scripted 11 p.m Wednesday live with Kevin McNaughton and Jay Bothroyd who says in his own words He's coming to set the record straight. So there we go. We'll see uh, We'll see how that comes out. But uh, it should be fun. Um, obviously, Jay's in Japan, so time difference and stuff. We had to do a bit of manoeuvring and whatnot. But it's going to be exceptional to, to, um, you know, to chat to Jay and stuff. That's going to be really, really good. But I understand some people might not be able to watch um, – like live and stuff because of the time and work and stuff. But I hope you'll watch after, you know, in the morning or listen to it, download the audio version. That always helps. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a great guest. And, you know, um, I'm hoping uh, that I can get Jay to be a part of the My Story series in the future because uh, he is, he's had such an interesting career, an interesting uh, life um there's some real stories there so i really i'd like i'd like to uh to to think that that'll be a good one hopefully he'll be up for it i think he's um he doesn't do a lot of like podcasts and things like that and interviews so i think he might be a case of he'll see how the one goes with kev and then we'll go from there but uh we'll see now um let's have a look what else we got Yes, a uh, massive result for Cardiff City over the weekend, beating Nottingham Forest yesterday, 2-1. Um, I am still, except I'm very worried about Cardiff. Um, I thought Forest were the better team for probably 80% of the game. However, Ruben Corwell's come on, and the second goal in particular was, what a phenomenal, phenomenal goal that was. The build-up play was superb, but I do worry about the depth which Cardiff have got. However... Cardiff just got a habit of grinding results out under Mick McCarthy, so hopefully that will continue to happen. But um, I was a little bit concerned by the first 60 to 70 minutes, but there we go. It's not too bad. Not too bad. It's a good result. It's three points. The championship is difficult. Um, and I can't wait to get the championship back in one form or another. Championship show back. That's going to be great. Um, working on the, the bits and pieces to that. It might not be on a Friday anymore. But we'll see. Might be on a Wednesday instead, or we might shuffle things around again. We'll see. But Championship Show will be returning soon. Uh, so, yeah, get your questions in. It doesn't have to be anything in particular. Just keep keep sending them, keep sending them, and I'll keep answering them. And let's have a look. Matthew Angel says, Sigh, God, be happy with Man United and Cristiano Ronaldo starting. Um, look, no, I'm a Man United fan. People mistakenly think it. Um, I so listen. The reason why I tend to be quite up to date with Man United stuff is when I was little or when I was younger. Um, my dad used to support Man United, so I would watch games on TV and stuff with him. Particularly the Champions League games we used to watch. Um, and then my dad died when I was sixteen, and I kind of just and we used to watch like. The, the Champions League games on Tuesday and Wednesday on like ITV and stuff and then I just kind of after he died I just carried it on um, so yeah 
that's what it is. And I just kind of, so I've always been quite up to date on the ins and outs. And I got a lot of friends who, I got some friends who are journalists who work up there. I got friends who are journalists who are fans. I got friends in and around that area. And it's one of my favorite cities, Manchester as well. So kind of, that's it. But uh, there's this mistaken, mistaken thing that I support them. However, on the question, um, Manchester United, I think, have I've got on paper all the tools to make a real challenge for the champ- uh, for the Premier League. However, I think they're more likely to win the Champions League or a cup than the league. I think when you look at Chelsea and you look at Liverpool and you look at Man City, it's out of those four teams and you could see any of them winning it. So I don't think it's a, a failure for any of those teams to lose out to the other if that makes sense. And then you've also got Leicester in there, who I think are very, very good. But look, on paper, United, when they've got a full sense, full strength squad, it's unreal, the uh, the midfield and the attacking talent they've got. The one thing they lack is probably a, a real good holding midfielder. But I think that's probably going to be addressed. And they could be a, a bit of a force in the coming years again. Um, not so sure on the manager's tactics, but when you've got that many good players, maybe you can get away with it. Okay, Ronaldo. Uh, Donna says, "Did you read Ronaldo as five power naps a day? Good for him. I have, I, I love a nap. I gotta say, um, I get up super early as well. Like I get up five o'clock every day, and um, I do love a nap. So, unfortunately, my naps sometimes they're like thirty minutes, and sometimes they can go to a, a swift two hours, three hours, and then the day's gone. But you know, what can you do?" Uh, Lorna, you should absolutely phone in sick so you can stay up and watch Super Kev Unscripted Live. Absolutely. That's what everybody should do. Phone in sick and stay up. Don't know if I should be encouraging that behavior, but there we go. What difference does it make? As long as you don't get in trouble, that's the main thing. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Let's have a look what we got. Smog on the time says, love the backdrop. Fella. I appreciate that, mate. Thank you. Um, I was going to update the text and the ti- and the league table and stuff i just didn't have a just didn't have enough time today uh da, 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 da. yeah let's have a look what we got yeah that's it and craig says there great to see so many cardiff youngsters playing and also a lot of young sign-ins uh Wintel had a quality debut for blackpool versus uh full versus black uh full blackpool versus fulham the future looks stronger and i think yeah that's a good um it's a good shout, actually, because I do think um, that the one thing Cardiff are doing very well at the moment is blooding the young young players. Um, and I, the, my way is the depth, not necessarily the quality to a certain degree. Um, but yeah, I do. I sort of the first twelve or thirteen players, I think, are good enough, but. Uh, it's the, the if we get a few injury suspensions, which you're going to get in the championship because it's such a brutal season, that's when I think we might have some problems. Loving, loving seeing all the youngsters playing though, and they all seem to be doing pretty well as well, which is uh, which is massive. Um, Laura, I can never, I can't pronounce her name, but uh, the, yeah, that was awesome watching her win the tennis. Was um, it was really something special because. Such a young girl, and she took on the uh, on the conversation of mental health. Like after she pulled out of Wimbledon due to a panic attack, she took so much abuse on social media, not just from just general people, but from people like Piers Morgan calling her weak and this and that. And for her to come back from that, not too long ago, really, and um, and just kill it like just to, just get it and go and win uh, a major tournament a grand slam title at such a young age it's fantastic work story um i hope that that's not like it's not like a one and done for her i hope that she just goes and has this incredible career because obviously with tennis like that's the british we never really get like a a top, 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 top player. Yes, of course, Andy Murray is phenomenal. He sort of broke the duck and won Wimbledon and that. But 
unfortunately his body gave out on him before he could really go and win lots of major tournaments. And also he was unfortunate that he was here playing tennis in an era which had the likes of Djokovic and Nadal and um, Federer and all these incredible tennis players. So the, the grand titles had to be uh, like shared around. Um, Craig says, Piers Morgan taking credit for building her mental strength. So this is all about him. Yeah. Well, it's what he's like. He's horrible, um, horrible, horrible person. But is it is is British. She didn't lose a set in the whole tournament. So she she's now a millionaire. Donna says she deserves to be a millionaire. She was superb. Really, really happy for her. Um, and to do it without losing a set is quite incredible. Uh, a few people mentioning Lee Tomlin. He's still to come back. Yeah, but it's yes, quality footballer, one of the best number tens on his day that the championship has got. Unfortunately, the chances of getting a twenty odd games out of him in a season are slim. Um, and to me, that's a bit of an issue. But look, he's of course he's going to be a big um, a big influence on the team on everything because he's a great footballer. But just cannot stay fit, unfortunately. Cannot stay fit and healthy. Uh, what else did I want to talk about? Harvey Elliott. Um, look, awful injury yesterday in the uh, Liverpool versus Leeds game. And so, such a young guy to have, um, I'm not sure what the exact injury is, but some sort of ankle. Um, looked like maybe a dislocation. Flipping awful. I felt so sorry for him. Such a young guy. Um you can always tell by the player's reaction and his teammate's reaction as, as it happened. However, um, so best wishes to him, of course, and I'm sure he'll come back stronger and, and everything. Do you know what I will say, though, is I don't think it was a red card. I don't, not even sure it was a yellow card. It was the, 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 the red card came out because of the injury and it shouldn't be that. It should be like a, Of course, it's a terrible injury. Of course, it's brutal. And he did catch him. I just don't think it was a red card. Maybe a yellow. I'll give you, I'll give you that. But I don't think it was a red card. Um, it's just... is what it is. I just think it wasn't a red card. And you shouldn't be giving out red cards because of the player's reaction. And then, look, in this case, the player's reaction was warranted. He broke his ankle or whatever he did. So... You know that's what what it was. It's, it's a bad injury. But how many players do we see rolling around and on all this? Like you can't give you can't give the red card off the. I know a lot of people think it was a red, for, but for me, if he hadn't have dislocated his ankle or did what he did, and he had just got up, I don't think that it would have just been probably just a free kick, maybe a yellow because it was late. Um, but yeah, like Garrett says, their dislocation is sometimes worse than a clean break. And yeah, and that's the problem. Sometimes a clean break is better than a, a dislocation or a ligament tear or things like this because they take so long to recover and the, the recovery is so unpredictable. Just hope, you know, he's a young man. He's going to be fit. Um, and I thought that the words that Virgil van Dijk said afterwards, you know, just saying about like how he really... Uh, you know, he, know, he knows what it's like to be out with a long-term injury and they've got his back. I thought that was great, great to hear. Um, no, well, I'm right, you're wrong. It was not a red card. That's it. Not having it. Um, let's have a see. Kay Childs, controversial, here we go, says, I still think Coventry will sneak a Premier League promotion. Said it as soon as they went up, still feel it. I don't think you're wrong, mate. Um I think Covent, well, I think they get in the playoffs. Um, I thought they were outstanding last year. Absolutely outstanding. Um, and I, they were never in any danger of going down. Um, and yeah, I'll, I'll give you, I'll have that. Kate, have that. Coventry in the playoffs. I'd have that. Not, not bad at all. Um, what else we got? What else we got? So, yeah, and I think... Um, so with the challenge, a few saying it doesn't necessarily need to be intent. It's about endangering the player and injury clearly proves that. But does it though? Because like 
the injury wasn't caused by his tackling leg, if that makes sense. From what I saw, I might be wrong, so I'll have to, I'd have to have another look at it closely. But from what I can remember, wasn't it from the follow through, like the following leg as he slid, that there was the one that made connection with the leg that, that took the injury? I'm not saying that it was a great tackle. I'm just saying that if it hadn't had the freak injury, would it have been a red card? And I'm not entirely sure that it would have. Um, but, you know, such is life. We've all got opinions. Um, Donna says, how's your boy's football career going? So, it's difficult. Um, COVID's kind of put a big lump in uh, a lot of it because to my youngest boy and my oldest boy well my oldest boy was in an academy and the youngest boy was on the, in like a development side uh the development side folded because of covid and um he didn't play for like best pretty much like 18 months because when his saturday side went back to training he didn't because of my health so he stayed out of it for longer um put on a little bit of weight and just got really unfit so he's kind of trying to battle his way back he did he uh, he scored two goals and has got an assist on saturday though and they um they were two nil down after 10 minutes and they came back and they won three two with a last minute goal set up by my son he scored two to make it two all which was good enjoyable uh, my oldest son is a goalkeeper he was in the academy but he um at the moment, is not playing because he did his GCSEs and he's just started sixth form. But I think he is going to start playing. He's going to play. He's playing for the school team, and I think he's going to try and get back up there. And I know he can get, he can trial to get his place back as well. Because again, a big part of the reason why he lost his place in the academy was because uh, he stayed off longer than his teammates because of my health to make sure that you know I didn't get COVID and stuff like that. Which is uh, that's a difficult pill to swallow for a father because yeah like they lost out because of me not because i stopped them but because they chose to stay off longer to protect me because basically to cut a very long story short the medication that i the injections that i take for my crohn's disease leaves me with a very little immune system so when things were really kind of hot um they made the choice themselves we gave them the choice and that's what they chose, so you can't fault them. Um, let's have a look. Let's have a look. Looksy, 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 looksy. Um, so yeah, get your questions in. We've got about ten minutes to fifteen minutes left. Um, but yes, 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 yes. It's um, so yeah. I, I saw a few people saying that they think it's a red card. I, 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 I don't know. I, um, who who stood out for you guys on the weekend in the football? Um, whether it was for your teams or whether it was just generally for the Premier League or football all around the country, what players stood out for you? Um, oh, Ruben Corwell was incredible for Cardiff, like a little cameo. I really loved that. Um, that second goal from Corwell, I thought was quality, the build-up. So, James Costley just asked Lorna, is Reese's dad is a jack? And then no wonder he wants Super Kev to be his, his new daddy, you know? He wants Super Kev to be his stepdaddy, like, because he wants Cardiff. Oh, bless him. <laughs> oh, funny people. Um... Let's have a look, see if we've got any questions here. See if we've got any questions. Oh, do, yeah, Laura, you make a great point there. Harry Kane, what, well, when he comes back to play, I'm sure he's going to be fantastic. Um, I thought Crystal Palace, by the way, were outstanding. Wilfred Zaha was superb. But I tell you what, Harry Kane may as well have not been on that flipping pitch. Absolute dreadful. And... I feel so sorry for, um, I've forgotten his name, number 10 for Tottenham, who used to play for England, um, Ali. He, um, what a footballer he was, and he just destroyed by um, Jose 
try and get him to play more defensive. And then here we go. There we go. Um, Patrick Vieira's Crystal Palace look real good, though. But Tottenham, without Son, they just look blunt. Blunt, blunt, blunt. Harry Kane needs balls in the box. And Tottenham just didn't give him anything. And it's difficult. Um, did you see... K. Charles, did you see Phil Jones and Dean Henderson looked awful against Arsenal in the 23s? Well, good for Phil Jones. I'm glad he held on for his number so he can play for the under 23s. Um, is he number 23s? Uh, is he under 23, Phil Jones, still? Um, yeah, I, I don't know about um, Ali for Spurs. I feel like he needs to leave Spurs to save his career now. Um, Conor Gallagher, yes, looked phenomenal. Arsenal finally got some points on the board. Still think they're going to have a rocky season. I hope they do stick with Arteta in some ways. Fair up to seeing these managers just get sacked when you've got to give guys time to settle in and let the players get the players playing and, and understanding what the manager wants. And I just think um, give them time, give managers time, especially these these young guys now, like like young managers like Vieira and Solskjaer and... Um, the other one, I can't remember his name. Arteta and and all these different young managers. Bellamy when he comes to manage, um, all these managers they need time to learn. Not not necessarily learn how to be a manager, but in get their players playing how they should be. Um, and I agree with you, Will. Uh, Will says, should there be a manager window like with the players? I believe there should. I believe that you shouldn't be able to sack a manager for the majority of the season. There should be like a small window in the middle of the season around Christmas when you have a winter break. That's when there should be any sackings of managers, unless he's Neil Harris, and then he should just be sacked always. But yeah, if, so like, yeah, I just think if you, as a manager, as a team, You've got a manager at the start of the season. You know you've got that manager until the winter break at least. There's no uncertainty. There's none of this. The matter, the tea, that everyone knows where they stand. Managers need time. But um, Reese says, after disagree, side, we've had some right garbage at our club. Trollop, for example, needed to go ASA. Couldn't imagine being forced to keep him. Yeah, but Reese, if t clubs know that they cannot sack a manager until the winter break and then the summer, then they'll make better decisions when they come to picking managers. Cardiff, for a few years, just made some piss-poor decisions when it came to managers. But there was no kind of repercussions for it, really, because they were low-paid managers who were given a job to just keep the wages as low as possible and not get relegated. That was it. Like... I met, um, oh, what was his name? Russell Slade. Should never, never have been Cardiff City manager. Never. It was a joke. But, yes, Cardiff have gone for the cheapest option all too many times. And, um, yeah, I wouldn't have it. I can't believe Cardiff let Warnock go either, Donna. They should have brought in somebody like Craig Bellamy alongside Neil Warnock with looking to the future and maybe to change the way we were playing into a bit more, a bit more, bit more pleasing on the eye, shall we say. Uh, Matthew says Jesse Lingard was quality at West Ham uh, when he left alone and he looks like he's still on top form. I bet the Hammers fans are gutted. Yeah, look, um, I just didn't see a way Jesse Lingard was going to play for, for Man United just because of how many players were, I felt were in front of him. Rodri kind of turned me around a little bit. We had a chat on Friday about it, and Rodri still believes that there's a way for him to have a career at United. I just don't see it myself still. But on the other hand, he came on, he did a job. He scored some important goals for United over the years, and maybe with a deeper squad, he can be an impact player. I don't think he's ever going to be a, you know, a, a 
the, the, the guy they go to in the big games. But I think he's someone who can come on and get a goal, create a chance. He's he's quick, he's skillful or whatever. But to me, if I was Jesse Lingard, I would have wanted a move. But I do think what he's done is clever in that his career is in his own hands now. More more clubs will be in for him in January because he can sign a pre-contract. And if, as the rumours have been, it's because he didn't go back to West Ham because he wanted to go abroad then he's played it beautifully. Um, Reese says, I felt for Russell Slade. He was brought in to take the blame for clubs cost getting. He kept us compete- competitive uh, and competing just outside the playoffs. Ah, mate, we weren't competitive with anyone under Russell Slade. It was an absolute joke. Um, I won't have it. But, like you say, not just his fault. Um, he shouldn't have been put in the position Cardiff should have spent their parachute payments a bit more intelligently, maybe, and then they wouldn't have been needing to cost cut, cost cut, and have fire sales the season a couple of weeks before the season. But we kept Kiefer Moore. That's the main thing. Um, I'm, and I, I'm sure people think that I criticise Mick McCarthy for keeping Kiefer Moore on the bench. However, I think he's managing him well because I have heard that he's struggling a little bit with the effects of COVID the after effects of COVID. So you've got to bring him back slowly. And he's having a massive impact off the bench. I thought once Kiefer Moore come on, we look so dangerous. Um, but we also showed we could play football on the deck. We don't have to just pump it into the box. Like, like I said again, that second goal, the football was superb. Uh, Will says, think sometimes it's a false economy, sacking a manager. All a new manager wants to do is sign more players who will suit him, cost the club way more. How many managers actually coach players to get them better? So uh, here's something controversial for you, mate. Uh, Solskjaer spent a fortune at United, of course. But I would argue that there's a handful of players in that squad who, before he came, looked surplus to requirements. He's made better. He's made players better. He's made some of those young players better as well. Um, I think there is coaches out there who do that. I just think, but you're right, when a new manager comes in, they want players who they trust, the players who suit their tactics, etc. So if you keep sacking the manager, then you constantly have to spend money, like Man United, like many other clubs. Um, Donop says, Gareth Bale's injured again, is he really? Uh, it's, uh, sad, but not surprising. He's... Um, He's at an age where he's going to get it. And he hasn't played regularly for so long. I'm surprised he hasn't uh, hasn't picked... You know, I'm not surprised he's picked up an injury. Um, yeah, I thought he'd, Lingard might have stayed, gone to West Ham. But I think it's because he wants to go abroad. And look, he's going to get paid. And he's 28. So like this contract that he signs, whether it was a new contract at Man United or a move because he's kind of a free transfer, like it's going to be probably his last big contract of his career. So why shouldn't he do what's best for him, is what I would say. Uh, Will says, my missus was on the same plane home from the Euro 2016 uh, with Trab. He left Wales squad to sign uh, Gnoop for uh, for Cardiff. Did he ever play for Cardiff? I don't think he did. Um, Geraint says, give me Lingard over Marcel any day of the week. Interesting. Um, I'll reach beating the Slade drum. He says, finished an eighth under Slade, not far behind the playoffs, hand tied behind his back. I did feel for him. Right. I'm going to go away and I'm going to find all my Russell Slade posts from years ago and I'm going to put this to bed once and for all. But um, I'm not going to do it now. I'll, I'll, I'll come back to you on that next week with some more information. I think Lingard will probably go to Italy or Spain. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Do you know what I think would be an exceptional move for him? Is someone like Ajax. I think he would absolutely tear it up in the Dutch league. Um, I think he would be fantastic. It's going to be good, but um, let's have a look. Let's have a look. Right, you've got five five minutes or so to get some questions. Hopefully, Bale will be fit for the um, the October internationals, which will come down quick. Um, you know, we finished fifth with Neil Harris. Garrick makes a phenomenal point. So, should we have kept him? Come on. Come on. Not having it at all. Slade was awful. 
he was up there with the the trollops and the kenny hibbert russell osmonds of the cardiff city's history um yeah of course and, and i and i did make that caveat that solskjaer spent and united have spent shitload of money and of course the one thing i would say is that the money they've got they've they've earned but i all my point was is that solskjaer has improved quite a few of those footballers since he's come in am i a solskjaer fan do i think he's tactically inept yes i think he is i don't think long term he'll be the the the, the guy uh donna says you go to the city so that's um, a weird one i stopped going during the re after the rebrand um but i have been back a, a few times since um i do not go regularly though just because in the period where i would stopped going i kind of like i just found other stuff so my routines changed and then i just never got back to it like <clears throat> for years and years my routine on a saturday was all about going to the football and the, going to the pub before and then the pub after and it was just a day of it and going to the football um and then when i stopped going for my own reasons i just i just found other stuff to do on a saturday uh i got three three kids and just spent a bit of time with my missus and yeah just things changed and i haven't quite got back into that routine i do i've taken my boys a few times they like it so i i think i'll probably end up going back um and i'm planning to go to the middlesbrough game uh with a certain ginger man if he's able to come down um i think i'm going to do one with kev as well when he comes down next but we'll see uh last couple of questions then before i shoot we got a uh, let's have a look let's have a look let's have a look is winston reed still at west ham i haven't seen him pop up in about five years oh, can't believe he was ever linked with a move to a top football football club i have no idea i'd have to i have to i'd have to have a proper look mate i don't know Kate, if he's if he is fit uh garen you said a big no site i don't know what you're saying no to clarify and i'll answer um right two minutes get your questions in and then i'm off ski um merchandise links in the description check out some of the t-shirts got t-shirts for all the different shows the channel everything i have to get a Rodri gigs t-shirt with me could put all sorts on there bless him um let's have a look at these questions 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 donna says told you didn't i i don't know what you say do you think you're talking amongst yourselves so i never it's difficult um Reese says, I'll rock the boat and be controversial tonight. What's everyone's opinion on lower league football? Well, lower league football, I, I enjoy watching it, um, but I don't. Yeah, I just, um, yeah, I, 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 uh, I don't mind it and I, I, I enjoy it more in some ways. I mean, particularly in stadium, I, I prefer watching lower league football than I do watching, like, I don't know, like uh, like Premier League football or something like that. Um, I will ask Rodri if he'll do the Super Six. I'll text him now and ask him. Uh, Wrexham are doing phenomenal stuff. Um, they're also in FIFA this year, which I think is phenomenal just because of who their owners are. I thought, fantastic. I'm so happy for my friends who are Wrexham fans because they for, for so many years they were like in you know in the football league and they had some. I'll always remember Mickey Thomas scoring that free kick in the last minute of the FA Cup against Arsenal when I was younger. God, I can't even remember what year that was. But like I was I just just remember it on a Saturday, just superb stuff. Um I'd love it if they could eventually get back in the league, especially with their new owners. I think that would be phenomenal for football. Um okay, there we go. So um I think that's just about it. Um what was it you had to get off your chest from earlier post i spill the beans oh, i i was going to go into a bit more detail about some stuff but it's more just i'm uh, i found stuff a bit difficult the last couple of weeks with um 
with Andy not being involved and stuff. It's just weird. It's it's, it's difficult. Um, things have changed, but sometimes things have to change. Um, I've got plans, and those plans will be kicking into place one way or the other. Um, if Andy comes back, this channel is going to be like unbelievable. Just wall to wall, top names every single day. Um, if he can't come back, it's still going to be the same, just without Andy, which is a shame because he's a massive part of it, and um, I wouldn't have been here without him. Uh, your opinions on Liverpool side? Um, I dislike Liverpool immensely, football club, um, but I think they're bang up there. I think they've got a great team. They play good football, and they've got probably the best manager in the current era. I rate Klopp over uh, Pep. I don't. I. I don't get the love in about Pep. I think um, all the grief that, M that Mourinho gets for the money he spends, Pep spends just as much. It's just he plays pretty football. Um, North Wales, massive fan base, he agreed. Um, I'm not going to say that. Right, guys, it's been a pleasure. As always, these shows are so strange to me because it is effectively just me talking to a camera, but I know you lot like them. Um, so please do check out the merch links. Um, next week, I should have some more information on Patreon and the members-only stuff on YouTube, um, which is not really handy to the majority of you because you all watch on Facebook, which is useless to me. Watch on YouTube. No, I'm only joking. I will, you watch however you want to watch. I just like the fact that you watch. Um, and, uh, thank you, guys. I appreciate the nice comments. Um, it's just it's just weird just talking to yourself. And, um, and, and, like, I can't have a drink. And I can't, like, do the stuff I would normally do because it's just me talking. <clears throat> and, like, my son poked his head around the corner a minute ago. And I couldn't mute and tell him to bugger off because I was at to talk to you guys, so I blame you. Um, so, yeah, Wednesday, 11 o'clock, Super Kevin Scripted, featuring Jay Bothroyd. It's going to be fun. It's going to be really, really fun. Um, Jay Bothroyd is going to set the record straight. And then, of course, we've got Rodri Friday. But please, guys, also, 9 o'clock, new episode of Keeping It Real is dropping. Please check it out. And, of course, make sure you share. See you later. Podcast Network.